I'm Father Paul Donison, and this is Praying with the Saints. Each episode will contain a shortened evening prayer service and also an opportunity for me to share a story from the life of a saint, an ordinary Christian like you and me who sought to follow Jesus in their generation. We're using the Book of Common Prayer 2019, and you can download the liturgy sheet off our website. And if you have a BCP 2019, you can turn to page 41, where evening prayer begins. But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight we hear the story of William Wilberforce, one of my heroes. Let us quiet our hearts before God. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts, We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and apart from your grace there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Hear these words of absolution and comfort. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 77, beginning at verse 11 on page 367 of the Book of Common Prayer. I will remember the works of the Lord, and call to mind your wonders of old time. I will think also of all your works, and my talk shall be of your deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. Who is so great a God as our God? You are the God who does wonders, and have declared your power among the peoples. You have mightily delivered your people, even the sons of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw you, O God, the waters saw you and were afraid. The depths also were troubled. The clouds poured out water, the skies thundered, and your arrows flashed on every side. The voice of your thunder was heard in the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. The earth was moved and shook. Your way was in the sea and your paths in the great waters. Yet your footsteps were not seen. You led your people like sheep by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 
Tonight, I want to tell you a story about one of my favorite heroes of the faith, William Wilberforce. He was born in 1759 in Hull in the northeast of England to a wealthy merchant. And while he was studying at Cambridge, Wilberforce was known for his sociable wits, his late-night drinking, and his card-playing. And much of this behavior continued into his early days in parliaments. As he wrote of himself later in life, the first years in parliament I did nothing, nothing to any purpose. My own distinction was my darling object. But his conversion to evangelical Christianity in 1784 at the age of 25 changed everything for Wilberforce. He repented of his ways and even considered giving up politics for ordination until John Newton, yes, that same John Newton who wrote the song Amazing Grace, and his close friend and prime minister, William Pitt, intervened, telling Wilberforce, surely the principles as well as the practice of Christianity, to quote Pitt, are simple and lead not only to meditation, but to action. See, Wilberforce was a gifted speaker, and as a young parliamentarian was very popular, and many suggested that he could easily aspire to become prime minister himself one day. But the newly converted Wilberforce felt called to one task, the complete and utter abolition of the slave trade. Now, he had other charitable causes which he fought for as well during his lifetime, fighting for the welfare of chimney sweeps, single mothers, orphans, and juvenile delinquents. But his focus on abolition was his main calling from God. And what I love about this story of his work as a parliamentarian, as a Christian parliamentarian working for the abolition of slavery, is it's a story of prayerful, patient persistence. It was not an easy task. It was really turning the entire societal structure and economic structure upside down. And his work as an abolitionist in Parliament had very little success at first. In 1789, he introduced an abolitionist bill to Parliament that he was convinced would pass. He was early on convinced this would be easy for people to understand the, the rightness of this, the morality of this, but it failed, terribly failed. And subsequent bills he submitted failed as well in 1791, 1792, 1793, 1797, 1798, 1799, 1804, 1805. Wilberforce was ridiculed and vilified. This man who at first had been thought of as a contender for prime minister now was considered to be one of the worst parliamentarians in fact, the British war hero and statesman, Admiral Lord Nelson, vowed to resist with all his might, as he called the damnable doctrines of Wilberforce. For nearly 20 years, William Wilberforce faced slander, opposition, poor health, and political failure at every turn. But he refused to give up the task that he believed God had given him. Part of his strategy, interestingly, was to get MPs, 
one or two at a time, and sometimes with their wives, members of parliament, to get them onto slaving vessels that were anchored in the harbor. And as he brought them onto the slaving ships to show them the cruelty, he was even known to take them down into the bowels of the ship and to lock the members of parliament inside the tiny cages that had been set up to hold these enslaved peoples through these massive long trips through the Atlantic. And suddenly you could see parliamentarian by parliamentarian, people begin to change their mind and see the cruelty and the injustice of what slavery was. As Wilberforce worked on member of parliament after member of parliament, as he worked on other key leading figures in society, slowly changing their hearts and minds towards this injustice of slavery, Finally, it grew to a place where in February 23rd, 1807, Wilberforce's Slave Trade Act was passed by the British Parliament. Now, the bill did not fully end slavery, and so Wilberforce kept working until his retirement from Parliament in 1824. And poor health had brought him to this early retirement, And on 26 July, 1833, Wilberforce, lying very ill at home, heard that the votes had finally been secured to guarantee the passing of the Abolition of Slavery Act, which finally put an end to slavery completely within the British Empire. The following day, after hearing this news, Wilberforce grew much weaker, and he died on the morning of 29 July, just three days after he knew that his life work had been completed. He's one of my heroes because of his strategic and his pragmatic determination. This is a man who, in the words of one of my professors in seminary, John Stackhouse, said that he understood that the size of certain societal evils required a slow, strategic, battle-by-battle, incremental, small victory approach in order to bring about the wholesale change. Sometimes we rush so fast. We have these binary ways we see the world, black and white. And therefore, often as Christians, when we move towards causes of injustice, we can have this sense that It must be something we can complete and change immediately, or else we simply throw up our hands in horror and walk away and say, well, the world be damned, it's not going to change. Wilberforce, on the other hand, saw that this was something that was going to take his lifetime to slowly, piece by piece, convince his brothers and sisters in England of the injustice of slavery. Eric Metaxas who wrote the book Amazing Grace, a biography of William Wilberforce, which I strongly recommend, says this of Wilberforce's determination. He said, The scriptures were plain on this most basic point for Wilberforce. All that was his, his wealth, his talents, his time, was not really his. It all belonged to God and had been given to him to use for God's purposes and according to God's will. God had blessed him so that he, in turn, might bless others, especially those less fortunate than himself. William Wilberforce's life was a living example of Micah 
You know, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. This is the story of William Wilberforce, the story of an ordinary saint God empowered to impact his generation and generations to come with the gospel. May his story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let us confess we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A Collect for Peace O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A Collect for Aid Against Perils Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. I want to close this evening with a prayer commemorating 
William Wilberforce as a renewer of society, a prayer found on page 640 of the prayer book. Almighty and everlasting God, you kindled the flame of your love in the heart of your servant, William Wilberforce, to manifest your compassion and mercy to the poor and the persecuted. Grant to us, your humble servants, a like faith and power of love, that we who give thanks for his righteous zeal may profit by his example. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org, and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.